1: Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan
2: Sexton. We live in a time when there's great division in our nation. And people are so divided right now. So much of this us and them going on. But for us as Christians, when we pray for our nation, we should pray, we've sinned. Now the things Daniel is talking about here in this prayer, he actually hasn't done. But he's part of the nation. And so he says, we've sinned. Our nation has sinned against God. Now how, Daniel says, as a nation... We have departed from God's precepts and judgments.
1: We tend to make excuses a lot. Even when we're confessing our faults, we try to give reason to help someone understand why we did what we did. But today, Pastor Dan reminds us of Daniel and how even though he didn't participate in the sins of his country, he still prayed to God for them as though it were himself who committed the sin. He didn't try to differentiate or make excuses. He simply asked for mercy for himself and for the nation. Let's take a lesson from Daniel and quit making excuses for our sins. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Daniel chapter 9 for today's edition of Ring of Truth.
2: Therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, because you have not heard my words, behold, I will send and take all the families of the north, says the Lord, and Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, my servant, and will bring them against this land, against its inhabitants, and against these nations all around, and will utterly destroy them and make them an astonishment, a hissing, a perpetual desolation. Moreover, verse 10, I will take from them the voice of mirth, happiness, joy, the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride, the sound of the millstones and the light of the lamp. And look at verse 11. And this whole land, speaking of the land of Israel, shall be a desolation and an astonishment. And these nations shall serve the king of Babylon 70 years. Then it will come to pass when 70 years are completed that I will punish the king of Babylon and that nation, the land of the Chaldeans, for their iniquity, says the Lord, and I will make it a perpetual desolation. So here God tells us they're going to be conquered by the Babylonians. This is before it happens. So this is a prophecy and that they will be held captive in Babylon for a total of 70 years. In verse 11. Now, if you turn over to Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 10. For thus says the Lord, after 70 years are completed at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you and cause you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me. And go and pray to me, and I will listen to you, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back from your captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord, and I will bring you to the place from which I cause you to be carried away captive. And so Jeremiah very clearly states that the Israelites will be in captivity for 70 years. So what Daniel read and Jeremiah spoke directly to his present circumstances, as the word of God often does, the word of God will speak right into your circumstances. And here, Daniel's in captivity, he reads these passages out of Jeremiah that very clearly say, You're going to be in captivity for 70 years. Then you're going to be brought back to the land of Israel. Now, just as a reminder, Daniel was taken into captivity in 605 B.C. We're told in verse 1 of chapter 9, it's the first year of Darius. The first year of Darius was 539 B.C. And so Daniel, as he's reading this, drinking his cup of coffee in the morning, he does the math and he realizes I've been in captivity for about 66 years. And Jeremiah says we're going to be in captivity for 70 years. Captivity's almost over. Only got about three or four years to go. And so what we see with Daniel here, and this is important for us, Daniel turned to the Bible for understanding. Daniel believed what he read in the Bible. He believed it to be true. Daniel took the Bible literally. He didn't dismiss the prophecies in Jeremiah. He didn't say, well, maybe 70 years doesn't mean 70 years, right? As so many people do today, and it drives me crazy when they do that kind of stuff. Maybe Jeremiah was speaking figuratively when he said 70 years. Maybe it's just symbolic language, or maybe we don't understand the number 70 the way they understood the number 70 back then, or maybe a year wasn't a year the way that a year is today. People say that kind of stuff all the time. Daniel took the plain meaning of the scriptures. He took the scriptures literally. Daniel believed the Lord would accomplish 70 years of captivity, just as he said. Listen, you should always just take the plain meaning of the scriptures and the literal meaning. And that's what Daniel did. And Daniel, Daniel then responded to what he read. He took action based on what he read in the Bible. In verse 3, Daniel begins to pray. So Daniel was a person of the word, and he was a person of prayer. And may we be people of the word and people of prayer. Now, why does Daniel pray at this point? Well, we just read in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 12, that God said they would be in captivity for 70 years, and then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you, and you will seek me, and you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. And so Daniel is simply following what the Word says. The Word says they'll be in captivity 70 years, and then they'll pray and seek God while they're in captivity. So Daniel begins to pray. Real simple. Just what it says he does. And so in verse 3, then I set my face toward the Lord God to make requests by prayer and supplications with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. So Daniel set his face toward the Lord. Just as we read, Jesus set his face to go to Jerusalem, to go to the cross. Daniel set his face toward the Lord, implying, you know, just this determination in prayer, this commitment to praying. You know, in Luke chapter 18, Jesus said we should always pray and never give up. In other words, keep on praying, don't stop praying until you get an answer to that prayer. And then Jesus told a parable about an unjust judge, in contrast to God, an unjust judge who did not fear God nor have regard for man. And you may remember the parable, this widow comes to this unjust judge. She's she's asking the judge to to help her and provide justice for her. And she kept coming back to the judge and coming back to the judge. And then finally, the judge helped her just to get rid of her. Right. He was just tired of her coming over and over to him, seeking help. So he he finally helped her just to make her go away. And the point of this parable is that if an unjust judge who doesn't fear God nor have regard for people will help those in need who are persistent in their requests, then certainly your father in heaven who loves you and wants to help you and wants to care for you and wants to provide for you will respond to your prayers. And so pray and don't give up praying. Jesus also tells us to keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking. And here's Daniel. He sets his face toward the Lord and prayer. And we're going to see that he's going to pray for himself. And he's going to pray for his people, his nation, his fellow Israelites. And Daniel is a good example for us to be committed to praying for people and praying for our nation because our nation needs a lot of prayer right now. And Daniel shows us how to pray. You know, prayer is the secret weapon of the Christian. (laughs) The weapons of our warfare, the Bible says, are not carnal. We don't use worldly weapons. We use spiritual weapons, prayer, intercession. It's easier. It's easier to post something on social media than to pray. You know that? It's easier to go to a march than to spend an afternoon praying for your nation. And as Christians, this is what our weapon is. It's prayer. And here, Daniel prays. And it says Daniel made requests by prayer and supplications. Now, the word supplication, it means to plead or to beg God. Daniel prayed with fasting. He prayed with sackcloth and ashes. Sackcloth was worn to show outwardly the inward discomfort felt in the spirit. Ashes represent mourning or, or grieving. Leviticus 26, verses 40 to 42. I'll just read it to you. You don't have to turn there. But this is before the children of Israel are, are even come into the land. This is when they're in the wilderness and God makes this covenant with them. And in the covenant that he makes with them, God promised to forgive his people if they repented and confessed their sins to him while they're in captivity in a foreign land. It's as if God knew what they were going to do, right? And that they would end up in a foreign land as captives. And so he says to them, uh, Leviticus 26, verse 40, but if they confess their iniquity, and the iniquity of their fathers with their unfaithfulness in which they were unfaithful to me and that they also have walked contrary to me and that I also have walked contrary to them and have brought them into the land of their enemies. That's a captivity. If their uncircumcised hearts are humbled and they accept their guilt, then I will remember my covenant with Jacob and my covenant with Isaac and my covenant with Abraham and I will remember the land.
1: We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app.
2: We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com.
1: What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth.
2: If they confess their sin, if they humble themselves, if they accept their guilt, then then I'll respond, then I'll hear, then I'll remember the covenant and I'll bring them back. And that's what Daniel does here. Look at verse four. He's praying in verse four, and I prayed to the Lord, my God, and I made confession and said, "O Lord, great and awesome God who keeps his covenant and mercy with those who love him and with those who keep his commandments. Daniel begins his prayer where we all should begin praying by recognizing God's greatness and God's goodness. He says, oh, Lord, great and awesome God. He doesn't jump right into his list of prayer requests and say, Lord, I pray for this and I pray for that. And will you do this? Will you do that? First, he starts out by worshiping God for who he is, worshiping God for his greatness, worshiping God for his awesomeness, for God's faithfulness to keep his covenant for God's mercy. Then he confesses the sins of his nation. Look at verse 5. We have sinned and committed iniquity. We have done wickedly and rebelled. Even by departing from your precepts and your judgments. Neither have we heeded your servants, the prophets, who spoke in your name to our kings and to our princes, to our fathers and all of the people of the land. Notice Daniel says, we... He's going to say this over and over throughout this prayer for his nation. We have sinned. He doesn't say they have sinned. He says we have sinned. And we live in a time when there's great division in our nation. And people are so divided right now. There's so much of this us and them going on. But for us as Christians, when we pray for our nation, we should pray, we've sinned. Now, the things Daniel is talking about here in this prayer, he actually hasn't done. But he's part of the nation. And so he says we've sinned. Our nation has sinned against God. Now, how? Daniel says, as a nation, we have departed from God's precepts and judgments. What was their sin? They departed from God's word. That was their sin as a nation. They departed from God's precepts and God's judgments, God's commands. Verse six, neither have we heeded your servants, the prophets who spoke in your name to our kings and our princes, to our fathers and all the people Of the land, Daniel says, we we ignored the warnings you sent to us through the prophets. Remember in Jeremiah, several times God said, I sent my prophets to you early. Like as soon as you started to turn away from my precepts and my judgments as a nation, I started sending prophets to you early on. And they ignored the warnings of the prophets as a nation. Again, there there was a remnant in the nation that was faithful to God, like Daniel, like Jeremiah, like Ezekiel. But the nation turned from God's precepts and judgments, and the nation ignored the warnings that God sent through the prophets. Now, we as believers, we have someone that is greater than the prophets that God sent to the nation of Israel. You know who, who we have? We have the Holy Spirit. And we have the Holy Spirit. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you. And the Holy Spirit convicts us of sin, righteousness, and judgment. So every time that we are tempted to sin, the Holy Spirit is right there to say to us, don't do that. Or don't say that. (laughs) Just don't say that. I know what you want to say, but don't say that. Right? And that's the Holy Spirit. Right? And in that moment... We have the choice of yielding to the Spirit or yielding to our flesh. He goes on in verse 7 in this prayer. He says, O Lord, righteousness belongs to you, but to us shame of face, as it is this day, to the men of Judah, to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and all Israel, those near and those far off, and all the countries to which you have driven them because of the unfaithfulness which they have committed against you. He, he says righteousness belongs to you. God, you're right. You were right to send them into captivity. Righteousness belongs to you. Shame of face belongs to us because of their unfaithfulness that they have committed against the Lord. Verse 8 O Lord, to us belongs shame of face to our kings, our princes and our fathers. Because we have sinned against you to the Lord, our God, belong mercy and forgiveness, though we have rebelled against him. Do you see how Daniel is is confessing sin? He's confessing guilt. And at the same time, he's describing God's character, God's nature and this prayer. He says, we have sinned against you and to the Lord, our God belongs mercy and forgiveness. Right. So he's saying we've sinned. But God is merciful. God is forgiving. God has provided mercy and forgiveness for us through the cross. The cross of Jesus Christ is God's mercy. The cross of Jesus Christ is the way that God has provided forgiveness for us. Because we all sin. We're all guilty. We all fall short. But God is merciful. God is forgiving through Jesus Christ. He says in verse 10, We've not obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his laws, which he set before us by his servants, the prophets. And what Daniel here is doing is he's confessing the sins of his nation. To confess your sins means to take ownership of your sin. That's what Daniel's doing. He's taking ownership of it, he's not making excuses for the sins of the nation. He's not trying to justify the sin. He's not trying to explain. He's not blaming others. He's not, you know, and that's what people do sometimes. They, they try to justify their sins or make excuses for it or blame others. Oh, the only reason I did that is because this other person did this to me. And if she wouldn't have done that, then I wouldn't have done this. And, and, and I couldn't help myself because I was just under so much pressure. And blah, blah blah. And we make excuses for it. Daniel's not doing anything like that. When you confess your sins, you take ownership of it. The Bible says to confess, if you confess your sins, God will be faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you of all of your unrighteousness. But you can't qualify the confession. You can't justify it or make excuses or anything. It's just got to be a clean confession here. You take ownership. He's taking ownership of the sin of his people. Look at the language he uses when describing their sin. He says, we've sinned. We've committed iniquity. We've been unfaithful. We've sinned against you. We've rebelled. We have not obeyed. That's what confession looks like. That's what confession looks like. Verse 11, yes, all Israel has transgressed your law and has departed so as not to obey your voice. Therefore, look at verse 11. Therefore, the curse and the oath written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, have been poured out on us because we have sinned against him. Now, what's he talking about here? Before God brought Israel into the promised land, while they were in the wilderness under Moses' leadership, God promised blessings upon them if they obeyed his word, and God promised curses upon them if they disobeyed. Those blessings and curses are found Uh, In Deuteronomy chapter 28, also Leviticus 26. And if you remember the story, when the children of Israel, they come into the land, the promised land. And right soon after they gather, they gather at Shechem. And there at Shechem, they put some of the priests on one mountain. They put some of the other priests on the other mountain. They read the blessings. They read the curses to the people as they're gathered there. And the people commit to keeping the covenant. Obeying the Lord, but they don't. And here's what Daniel says. He says, therefore, the curses and the oath written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, have been poured out on us because we've sinned against him. And just what God said would happen back in Deuteronomy 28 has happened. And verse 12, and he has confirmed his words, which he spoke against us. And against our judges who judged us by bringing upon us a great disaster. That's how he sees it. This is a disaster. For under the whole heaven, such have never been done as what has been done to Jerusalem. Now, the New Living Translation says, You have kept your word and done to us and our rulers exactly as you warned. Daniel realized that even in his judgment, God was faithful to To his word. God did exactly what he said he would do. Even though, here's the thing even though the people of Israel thought he would never do it, the people of Israel thought God would never bring these curses upon us. It's never going to happen. But God did exactly what he said he would do. God will always keep his word and do exactly what he said he would do. Even if some people don't believe he will, <laughs> there's a lot of people right now who name the name of Christ. There's a lot of denominations right now who simply don't believe that God's going to keep his word.
3: He asked me how I know, and I say, Rings truer than the finest crystal.
1: You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Daniel. Regardless of the various leaders that Daniel finds himself under, it's obvious, through Daniel's accounts, that God is higher and greater than any earthly king. He alone holds the dominion and power that others so often strive to attain. Daniel never lost sight of this, and it was only confirmed time and time again, as God came through in unlikely situations. If today's message has struck a chord with you, we'd like to talk with you. Please give us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. If you're not connected yet with the local church, we highly encourage you to find a church home It will help guide and support you in your growing faith. If you're ever in the Columbia, Maryland area, we'd love to have you join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Each week we gather together for a time of worship and Bible study, and we'd love to meet you. Visit our website at calvaryec.com to find directions and service times. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Dan will have more to share from the book of Daniel next time, right here. On Ring of Truth.
3: I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft, and what I know because I know his voice, and it only takes